morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 70, and today we are going to talk about attacking zone defenses. Uh, got about 10 or 11 key points, and then we're going to talk about my favorite zone attack drill. We use the word zone attack because sometimes when we see the zone, we uh, tend to get stagnant as teams, as coaches, as players. We get stagnant, we get a little bit lazy, and we don't attack them. So we call our off, our zone offense zone attack, and we want to emphasize that word. We want to attack the zone, attack the zone, attack the zone, and put the zone back on its heels. So what are some things that you can do here against zones and attack them? First of all, number one thing, if you're facing a good zone, attack and get out in transition before the zone can get set up. That is key number one. You want to beat any zone, get out in transition and don't let the zone get set up. And then that defense does not have the opportunity to slow you down. Second thing that is really important against a zone, you want to get the shot that you want. Now, at this point, some states have the shot clock, some states don't have the shot clock. But I think it's important that whether you get that shot in seven seconds or 70 seconds, you get the exact shot that is best for your team at that time. Don't settle. Which brings me to number three here. Don't fall in love with the perimeter shots. It is so easy, especially if you see a couple of long jump shots go in early to think, hey, we've got it going here today or tonight, and we're feeling good about this. Let's keep letting it fly here. In some cases, that is exactly what the other team wants you to do. That's what your opponent wants you to do, especially if they come out in a zone defense. They're saying, hey, we're going to give up the perimeter shot because we don't think you can make it, and we... We have kind of sucked you into this to this thought process of fool's gold, and we are going to go ahead and say, hey, shoot that perimeter shot. Let it fly. That's exactly what you, we want you to do. That is why we emphasize the word attack so much against zones. Don't fall in love with that perimeter shot. Keep attacking the teeth of the zone. So when you're looking for that shot, I think it's really important as, as a passer, and passy or receiver or passer and, and receiver. Receivers, you've got to get shot ready. Coaches, emphasize in your drills at all times for your receivers to be shot ready. You want to work on catching that in rhythm. And especially against zones, you want to play that inside out. The highest percentage jump shot against a zone is if you get a paint touch and then kick it back out, and that shooter gets the chance to get their shoulders forward, bring that arm up, and snap that wrist off, and hold that follow-through until the ball hits the rim. That is the best opportunity. That is the highest percentage shot that you could possibly get from the perimeter against the zone. Passers, you have to be sure, and coaches, you need to emphasize this to your passers, make sure that their passing is on time and on target. You know, yesterday uh, we played in a team camp yesterday, and we had a our, our one of our best shooters wide open, and our our passer made a pass, and and our player had her her hands up right where you want them in the shot pocket, just like you teach it, and our passer threw the ball up, and she had to reach up and get it, and she was so wide open that she could reach up and get it, still bring it back up and through, and get a good shot off. 
but she missed the shot. And I told the kids that were sitting on the bench, hey, if she hits her on time, on target, I guarantee you that ball is going in. But because the pass wasn't on time, on target, that player had to reach out. She got out of rhythm and, and that caused the miss. So how do you hammer that in? You do it during your shooting drills in your open gyms and your practices. On time, on target, and get shot ready. Two key call words there. When we're attacking the zone, there's two major areas. Number one, for perimeters, you attack the gaps. Uh, in a 2-3 zone, those are on the wings at the top of the key. Against a 3-2, it's in the wings either from the baseline or the slot area on either side. Against a 1-3-1, it's at the slot area and you're attacking there. You're attacking those gaps. Now, it's really important to emphasize with your players. You get one or two dribbles to attack that gap. You're not going to get all the way to the rim. And sometimes our players, especially young players, think, well, I'm just going to get the ball on the floor and, I, and I'm going to go all the way to the basket. It's not going to happen. That's exactly what the zone wants you to do. Emphasize one to two dribbles, get two on the ball, and then start spinning it and make that one more pass. When you're attacking the paint area and you've got flashers or cutters or post players, whatever type of players you have with your team. You're attacking two major areas. You're attacking either the short corner or, most importantly, against most zones, you're attacking the high post area or what we call Manhattan. That is the goal. The zone is trying to prevent the ball to get from Manhattan. You are trying to get the ball to Manhattan. So attack that area, attack that area, attack that area. Attack gaps, get two on the ball, get one or two, and and. On those quicker, sometimes, uh, going back to those perimeter players, sometimes our perimeter kids just fall in love with catch and and pass. Catch and pass. Catch and pass. No, catch. One hard dribble at a, at a gap. Now swing it. That girl takes, or, or guy takes one hard dribble, attacks the gap. Now swings it. Now the defense is in a little bit of a scramble mode. Now you've got them where you're going, where you want them to go, and you're two passes away. But that doesn't start until, or that doesn't get going. You're not going to get that until three or four passes before the shot, that player attacks that gap in the zone. Ball fakes against the zone. Another key thing here, ball fakes. If I want to go short corner, I ball fake high post, I hit the short corner. If I want to reverse it, I ball fake high post, I hit the reversal spot. Whatever it may be, run ball fakes, emphasize ball fakes against the zone. Number eight here, it is really important, especially with your players in the paint, to step to every pass. How many times do you see it where you've got a player open at the high post area and your perimeter player makes the pass to that player in the high post, but they don't step to it and the other team just gets a finger on it, uh, knocks it away, and you lose that opportunity to attack the paint. Really emphasize to your players in the paint, step to every pass. Now, you should be you know, demanding of that of your players regardless of situation, regardless, you know, man, zone, full court, half court, quarter court, whatever it may be. But really against that zone and really in that paint area inside the zone, you've got to really step to every single pass. Look for skip passes against the zones. Look for skip passes against the zone. That is a great look to to attack it and I'm going to ball fake to the short corner and then I'm going to skip all the way across especially if you've gotten some high post touches now they've made the adjustment if you've gotten high post or or short corner touches against the zone ball fake to there and then run that skip now how do your players how do they make a good skip pass they got to get in the weight room they got to get bigger tougher stronger all right number 10 screen the zone really got this from my friend Dick Jungers a long time ago screen that zone Three great screens 
to run against zones, back screens or flare screens, especially for shooters. Uh, you know, run a skip pass off of a flare screen. Uh, that is that is really really good stuff to look for against zones, back screens and flares. Second thing, when you're looking to screen, screen the middle of the zone. If it's a 2-3, screen that middle person. If it's a 1-3-1, one, one, screen the middle of the 1-3-1 one, one and send a diver down uh, to, the, to the short block or whatever after you get it to the corner or whatever your zone offense setup is. But screen the zone, especially the middle of the zone. If you're, especially if you're having trouble attacking the middle of the zone, screen it and, screen it and run a curl cutter into that zone, that soft area. Third type of screen, ball screen to attack gaps. Again, if you're having your perimeter kids attack off the bounce into uh, into any gaps, they're probably not going to get all the way to the basket. They're not going to get all the way to the basket against great teams and good teams. So don't allow them to get lazy against teams that aren't very good. Keep emphasizing attack a gap and kick from there. But you can set that ball screen to attack a gap and then you can do what we call what we call an RPO, a roll pop option. The screener can roll to the basket or they can pop out for a, a catch and shoot or a catch and reverse or maybe they look to put it on the floor themselves to to get two on the ball and start the spin cycle. And then the last thing on attacking zones attack the offensive glass. Attack the offensive glass, especially if you get uh, you're against a man-to-man team and they switch to zone, that is one of the big bugaboos that man-to-man coaches hate about zone defenses is is they feel like we're going to give up a whole bunch of offensive rebounds. So when you see that zone, attack the glass hard and get those second and third opportunities to get those teams out of the zone offense. Now, real quick, my favorite uh, drill that we do to prepare against zones and attacking zones is what we call four-on-four versus a box. So this works really well if you have three teams. So let's say we have a white team, a black team, and an orange team using my school's colors here. So five on white, five on orange, five on black. You put you put four players out on offense. Um, let's say that's the white team. Four players on defense, that's the black team. You put the black team in a 2-2 zone. They're playing a 2-2 zone. You have three out and one inside attacking there and looking for a soft spot to hit. And you've got your your defense playing a 2-2 zone trying to react and recover against it. Uh, Put 10, 12 minutes. Sometimes do it for five minutes. Sometimes do it for 15 minutes. Whatever you want to do. But what we really like to do is make it really competitive. If you score, you stay. If you get a stop, you go to offense, and that third team, that orange team, now comes out on defense. You've got to get a stop in order to get on offense. We're rewarding the offensive team for scoring and putting the ball in the basket and properly attacking the zone. Off a, If they make a two-point shot, it's two points. If they make a three-point shot, it's worth three points. If they're fouled in the act of shooting, it's an automatic two points, and we go. Uh, defensively. If you get a stop, you get two points. If you force a turnover, you get three points. And what we do at the end of every possession, let's say the the 
the white team scores against the black team. The white team gets the ball out of the net as quickly as they can. They bring it back up to the half-court circle. And once that ball is in the half-court circle, they go and they attack right away. It's up to the orange team to communicate, to clearly communicate and get into that 2-2 zone, that box, as quickly as you can to defend the white team. If they're not ready to defend and the white team gets an easy basket, they get an easy basket. Now the black team comes back out on defense again. If there is a rebound, let's say the white team shoot it, shoots it, the orange team gets a rebound. Again, they bring it back up to that half-court circle. As soon as they get it there, they can go and they can attack. You've got to allow your players some freedom here to figure it out on the fly and have that. Uh, it, it's competitive. It is constant motion your players have to learn things on the fly you're going to have if you want to make a correction try to do that when that team is out for 10 or 15 20 seconds however long they're out and keep that continuous motion going and it also you know it rewards players for doing well and doing the things that you're asking them to do it gives them extra gaps to attack it allows them to uh, see the floor in a different way than they would against just here's the two three zone here's the three two zone whatever it may be nope this is different it freshens things up and it allows them you're not over coaching it by putting in a bunch of plays and a bunch of sets they have to figure it out for themselves and ultimately that's when your teams are most successful when you have teams that figure it out for themselves so foundation friday number 70 uh, attacking zones hope you liked it hope you got some things out of it a pen and a napkin university website is up it's going a pen and a napkin.com hope you've enjoyed the uh, stuff on the website so far personal growth and development uh Course number one, starting on July the 5th. Topic number one, communication with players. Just wrapping up my notes on that video lecture. I'm going to be videotaping that. Now, that's not going to be available until July the 5th, but I'm working on it and I'm getting things prepared. I hope you guys are looking forward to it. I would love some feedback on the website, what you think of it so far. I would really appreciate it. And if it's not good, let me know. Tell me it stinks and tell me what I need to add to it to make it better. That's what I want. So, Follow us on Twitter, a pen and a napkin, add a pen and a napkin, daily coaching tidbits, question, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me, a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Coaches, as always, let's hone our craft one day at a time.